Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 58 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here along with Ethan Cardwell. And Cards, I don't know uh, what you got there, but your quality of video look, looks a little better. Care to enlighten me? Yeah, you know, I always kind of complaining about my phone on the pod and kind of everywhere I go, and I'm always getting chirped by my buddies. It's like, oh, you got an iPod, like what was this photo taken on a potato? Just stupid chirps like that. So um, my parents spoiled me this Christmas and uh, got me the iPhone 13. So a little bit of uh, um, upgrade for sure. Don't have the home button anymore. And uh, a lot new features on this thing that I'm trying to get used to. So it's going to take a little bit, but I'm loving it so far. And I, uh, hopefully the viewers on YouTube uh, can enjoy my pretty face even more now. Yeah, I'm getting a better look at you. <laughs> Maybe a little too too good of a look. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of the phone? Like no home button. How is that adjustment? That's what I'm I'm rocking the what what is mine? The XS Max. Is it do you have Whatever. a big one or is it a little one? No, I got the little one because I'm used to the eight, right? So I didn't like I feel like if I got the big one, it'd just feel like I had an I have a monster. Like look at it in my hand. I don't want to give away my background there. Like <laughs> Yeah, you don't, you can't even, you can barely fit that in like jeans though. Like, so it's just such a grind, yeah, I but I guess it is nice to watch like movies and stuff. I originally got it for, uh, like Barry got me this phone uh, when I was working there because I, I said I wanted a big phone for if I'm doing like social media and stuff or taking pictures, like you just, I just wanted a big phone for work purpose, you know, like it made more sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you got the monster. I got the, I got the little one, but, uh, yeah, but hey, congrats on the upgrade. Welcome. It's, it's good to have you. So yeah, how no, was, uh, how was Christmas, the holidays, like all that stuff, how the break, tell us about it. It was good, man. Like I've told a lot of people this now, like it's been a crazy year with COVID and everything. Um, just trying to battle through like games getting canceled and like not being able to like go out too much. Just kind of like going from like the rank to your bill. It's keeping a close circle. So to be able to go home and kind of hit the reset button for eight days, see some family, um, see a few friends here and there. Um, it, it was nice for sure. It, it makes a uh, big difference when you kind of come back and you, you kind of come back hungrier. I think now, like, like the breaks over, like t- towards the tail end of the break, you're, you're almost like chomping at the bit to get back and playing games. So I'm really excited for the second half. Um, obviously there's going to be some ups and downs with COVID. I know we're going to get into that, but I, uh, I had a really good break and had a nice Christmas and was spoiled by my family members for sure. So how about you? I'm kind of, you're at least back in Barry. I'm still uncertain at all what's going on with me right now. I don't know what's happening with our season. As of now, we still practice and might get canceled. So at least you, you had something to look forward to. I'm just lost and scared right now like i don't know what's happening <laughs> oua players keep leaving every day to go sign echl contracts and in europe and so i'm just kind of like I'm, I'm here for for those who don't know new background i'm just at my parents place now um until new year's in toronto um so that's where i am but yeah man i don't know what's going on and it's it's annoying it's it's not a good feeling like you you must be able to relate to this going through it last year it's not a good feeling the uncertainty of uh what's gonna happen you know what i mean Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, the OHL did everything in their power to get us on the ice last year, but obviously they couldn't with how crazy COVID was going. And it's it's looking like that again. But I don't think I think we've kind of learned from last year to how to move on through it and kind of try to keep games going. And uh, they learned a lot from the NHL, I think. But yeah, like when it would like 
be set for another date and then you'd be all excited for that one. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, another month pushback. And I was talking to a bunch of the guys who did sign pro deals out of U sports. And they're just like, yeah, like we don't know, like played five games in the last two years. And there's so much uncertainty around like if they'll get back this year and what's going to happen. So I don't know. I, I definitely know how you're feeling and it's not a great feeling to, uh, to, to have for sure. Yeah. Especially when we're in first place, like we are right now, if the season were to end when we could potentially win it, like this, this is our year. So anyway, I've been, yeah. So I've been at my parents' place here and um, they just moved into an apartment and there's a bunch of amenities and stuff. And my brother and I, like my brother's here too. We've just been ripping squash every day. Have you ever played squash? Yeah. So fun. It's fun. I'm getting good at it too. We play like twice a day now and uh, we watch YouTube videos and stuff to see professional rallies and all that. Like we're getting, we're getting pretty good. Um, You're getting serious. So it that, that's been fun. But um, I mean, do you want to tee up our guest this week? Yeah. I mean, he's only been mentioned on the pod about 600 times before <laughs> this. So joining us this week's going to be Tristan Lennox of the Saginaw Spirit, a uh, third round draft pick of the New York Islanders in the 2021 draft and a goalie I got to play with in Saginaw and there's a there's a there's been a lot of stories told about Lenny or like Lenny being involved on the pod so far so we figured it was only a matter of time before we got him on and I'm happy he was like he was right on it he's like yeah sure well, let's make it happen right now so I'm super pumped to to get this one out to the fans yeah he's definitely I'd say by far the most mentioned and talked about person on our podcast so it'll be it'll be fun I'm excited to get that one out but we got a couple things before we get there and We'll get to some headlines. So uh, first one here, I got Owen Power scores three goals in World Juniors debut. So did you did you catch that Canada game? Yes, I did. I watched it. It was, it was a bit scary at the start there. The checks came out buzzing. I'm watching yeah. the checks. Now they're t- tied 0-0 at the break with uh, Germany. Now they don't have the same jump as they did last night. Against it's Canada, Monday but... night, by the way, just so the fans can, can know, because you have a game uh, Tuesday night, right? Tuesday. Yeah, so we had, we had to get this one done early this week which is unlike us we're normally uh getting her done last minute but like yeah. midnight on tuesday night but yeah so <laughs> i mean they they did come out it was 3-1 in the first period man it was a, a little scary there for the canadians for a bit but man like there's so many good players in this tournament you you kind of forget every single guy first line to fourth line is is an absolute stud and, and anyone up and down the lineup can you know be putting it under guys sticks through their legs finishing bar down like it's pretty sick to watch it's crazy. The The talent level is unbelievable. Um, and obviously they're on the world stage, so they're going to show off the best they can. And it's not very often that you see a returning first overall pick from the year previous play in the tournament. Obviously they're, they're most often in the NHL and not getting loaned back. So he showed why he was the first overall pick last night. He just kind of looks like he's playing free out there. He was known as like a, a shutdown D a more defensive guy kind of his whole life. So I, I mean, I heard on the broadcast them talking about him kind of trying to widen his horizons on uh, in terms of being able to score and produce offense. And obviously it's, it's flourishing right now at the university of Michigan and everything kind of came true last night and translated well for him getting three goals and they were nice goals too. Yeah. And he was jumping in the rush every chance he got like literally diving in and letting the forward covering him sit back at the blue line in the ozone. It was hilarious. Like he wants the goals, but, and Fetz with three points too. We talked about him getting, like I predicted 14 points or 15. I can't remember what I said. So he's, he's on his way for that. But even uh, like the McTavish goal, there was so many good things in the Canada game, but any, uh, 
anything. I, I watched the Canada one and I watched uh, the the Sweden game. I saw Oli with the snipe. We were getting a couple of tweets and instant messages with the showbound bomb. And um, oh, a hundred percent, it's a showbound bomb. The guy comes on literally like a few days before, and then all of a sudden, bingo, first goal of the tournament for the Swedes. So it's it's bound to happen when you come on the pod. Yeah, so so that was good, and uh, then we got the NHL is bringing back taxi squads. So obviously, COVID's taking over the league right now, and a lot of games getting postponed. So taxi squads come back can prevent maybe prevent um, some of these COVID postponements. So uh, I mean, it's also cool with a taxi squad. You see some guys kind of get to get their chance at the NHL that maybe wouldn't get their their chance in a normal season so we'll see if any cool stories come out of that but what do you think no yeah it's nice for sure and you see all these guys kind of signing in the east coast like we talked about in esports and it opens up more jobs across the board like more jobs are now open in the coast more jobs are now open in the a and then obviously guys are going to get their sniff at nhl so I, i like it i think it's great opportunity for guys to be able to showcase what they have at a higher level than they maybe normally would so I think it's a great opportunity for all. And I, I do think it'll help. I mean, it helped last year. So hopefully can repeat. Yeah, we got, uh, I put down Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, he's having a year, $10 million a year goalie. We know, and a lot of people are saying it's the worst contract in the NHL, which you know, it still doesn't look fantastic, but he's earned the, the starting job, which he originally had lost to Spencer Knight. So obviously Florida's buzzing. Um, they got a couple guys back out of COVID protocol and, uh, you know, Bobrovsky's kind of taking all the, the noise of saying he's not good enough and he's shoving it back in their faces now. So what do you think? Yeah, I think he's always kind of been a guy that I've liked to watch and he's a, he's a character. So to watch him, it, it's nice to just like see him be able to live up to what he got paid, you know, like it's, it's tough sometimes. Like I, I do feel bad for the guys that get these massive deals and then kind of can't follow it up and they've earned that so good for them for getting the contract and it's just terrible because the media is so uh so on you these days and if you're not living up to the hype then you're going to get ridiculed on on social media on all platforms and it's hard to kind of cancel out the noise so it's good that he's being able to kind of get back to where he used to be and get back to to the player that earned that deal and he's showing everybody why he's being paid that much now Imagine if it was in a Canadian market where he gets that ten million and then is losing the job potentially to Spencer Knight for a bit. Like, especially in Toronto with everyone giving the heat about the big contracts to the top guys too. I couldn't even imagine. Like, he's kind of lucky that it happened in Florida, where even though you still hear about it, it's a lot quieter than it could have been. Oh, definitely. Kind of, kind of a smaller market for sure. And then you put him in a Leafs uniform, and uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't be pretty. That's for sure. We. We hear about Matthews, who's over a point per game, always scoring goals. And if he goes two games without one, he's kind of getting here. So. It's actually, you're right about that. Now, what, one more headline. This one's an interesting one. Uh, Connor McDavid said there should be some kind of tournament where the best players can go head-to-head. And rumors are coming back that the, the World Cup of Hockey will be brought back. Obviously, with no Olympics, he, he was upset at his chance to go play against the best. So I think it'd be cool um, to bring, like every sport has a, a World Cup. The, the world championship's a little different because you don't have the best guys necessarily because there's still the NHL still going. And um, the World Cup of Hockey, I don't know if you remember it a couple years ago, maybe like six years ago now when it was at the ACC in Toronto. And I went to a couple games actually. And uh, 
it's a cool tournament, man. You get the best players in the world. They did some cool stuff with the under-23 team, which was insane if you look at that roster. Um, and I think that they should do something like that. What do you think? Well, yeah, that under-23 team panned out pretty well now. I think, like, McKinnon might have been on it. Yeah, he was. Uh, Nick David, like, all those guys. Like, so they put on a show back then. So now that they're, like, the older guys, they'd be playing for their country, obviously, and stuff like that. So I think, like, obviously McDavid wants that. The NHL is a joke for him. And it's, <laughs> you see, it's too easy for him. So he's probably looking forward to playing against the best of the best and kind of still dominating that. So, I mean, um, what more can he ask for in terms of competition? He's going to light it up at any level. So I, I would be interested to see World Cup of Hockey come back. That was a really cool tournament, and I think it's one that uh, could bring a lot of viewers and, and fans to the game. Yeah, I remember I went to an, a North America or an under yeah North America under twenty three versus uh Finland game, and Matthews was on that team and the Leafs had just drafted him. It was before he had played his first game for the Leafs, and every time he touched the puck, they were just chanting like Matthews, Matthews the whole time, and that's like before he even played. It was the coolest thing. It was sick. yeah, and that goes back to the hype around the Leafs. Like I mean, if you're if you're playing well and doing the right things, you're gonna get all the love in the world. But uh, you know what happens if you're not. Yeah. Now, uh, we could send it over to Tristan Lennox, but before we do, I just want to say this episode of Showbound is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with the new product. It says with the new product, but with a new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code SHOWBOUND for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped, and it's time to join them. 2022 is on its way, and the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet. 2021 sucked, and that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game. Their signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, and it's even waterproof. This tool is amazing, and I'm confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my pubes with it. You know what else I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks. You may be asking how, and I'm happy you did. I use the Manscaped Refined Cologne with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, a great compliment to your collection. Let's talk about being clean, feeling, and smelling good. The new Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine, but in the shower. I shower every day, and I hope you do too. This body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. With Manscaped, you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out with 2021. Use the code SHOWBOUND for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. I'm all in on confidence this year and smelling good. (laughs) I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this year. Join me with Manscaped. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Happy New Year to your balls. And with that being said, let's send it over to Tristan Lennox. All right. We're pleased to be joined on the pod this week by none other than goaltender Tristan Lennox, New York Islanders prospect. Lenny, how are we doing? I'm doing good. Just finished uh, practice. Pretty long day, first day back. So we're uh, just getting back into the things. Yeah, and no, no troubles crossing the border? Uh, not, not for me, but a couple of guys, uh, tested positive for COVID. So they, some guys had to stay home and then uh, a couple other guys just, just came and 
uh, got tested positive when they got here. So it's a pretty rough situation. Yeah, it's tough. And me and Rask were talking about that in the early part of the uh, the show. And it's it's going to be a problem for sure for the whole OHL. But hopefully we can get through it no problem here and uh, get all our oh, games yeah. in here. And, yeah. Um, how was the break for you, though? It was good. It was good. Good to get some time off, get back home. And uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. What about you? Do you get any, up to anything or? Uh, yeah. You know, just seeing family again, it's nice. It's nice to kind of, I was saying it earlier. It's it, just going home and hitting the reset button and kind of just dialing back your focus back into the second half. It, it's crucial to have the Christmas break for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are pretty hot right now too. So. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing guys. pretty well. So this this episode comes out on Wednesday too. So we play on Tuesday. So hopefully you didn't just jinx <laughs> us. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, any uh, any good gifts? Any anything notable? Uh I I got a Norm Attack actually. I don't know if you you know what that is. The it's pretty legit. Like it's uh it's pretty sweet, man. I haven't taken it off. Like I've been kind of just sitting in those all the time. And uh, I also got a knee thing for my knee. So um, it kind of uh, goes cool knee. and hot. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's uh, it goes hot and cold pretty fast, so I like it. What about you? I, what about you, boys? I got a phone. Nice. Rask. I don't know my gift yet because uh, there's been some COVID situations and we're waiting for in-person stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Lenny, th- there's no excuses now for you this year. You got Norma Techs on twenty-four <laughs> seven. I know. Like, your legs are going to be feeling good. Your knee's going to be 100%. So if, <laughs> if I don't see that uh, goals against average below one, we got issues. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mark that down. I'll try to get her done. Do you guys play at all this year? What's that? No, not unless SAG can make the finals. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> We're making the finals for sure. No, SAG nasty making a run. <laughs> we are. We're putting it in. Who are you so, guys? Who's pretty good in the East? We even like because we haven't seen anybody. Dude, this is crazy too. Because I, uh, I was talking about this today. If you look down like the line of teams that want to go for it, like North Bay started hot. They're gonna try to go for it. Right. We're gonna try to go for it. We're an older team. Um, Kingston, obviously, with Wright last year, he's gonna be there. They're going for it. Um, Hamilton's gonna go for it. They're trying to load up. Missy's trying to load up. Yeah, how's Missy? They're kind of undercover. They are really undercover this year. They're they're actually like good. They just man. Play, they play hard, or they play hard, good defense. So it, it's nice. more of a, like a run and gun game for most teams. But like they they kind of shut it down and play a trap game on you. So it's a little bit difficult. But uh, I don't know. You'd like it. It's low scoring events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's a, every game I see. It's freaking. It's two one. Two, yeah, two, one, no, two, two. They, they keep it tight for sure. Yeah. Rask, what do you got for them? Well, it's just, it's funny to see you, man. Cause like, I feel like I know so much about you. We've never met, but I hear about you every episode, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's pretty funny. Do you listen to the show? I, I bet you must, if you keep getting. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple, couple of good friends go on. So I've peeped in, peeped in quite a bit. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? I like Fats. Fats's second one was good where you guys, it was more like uh just kind of shooting, shooting the shit with, with Fats. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I, anyway, I I did like something I like to ask goalies really is just when and how did you really become a goalie? Like, how did that all go down? Yeah, I was I was younger and I'm, I like to think I'm a pretty good player. Like I still play and um, I try to, you know, I mess with the boys a bit in practice and uh, shoot on our other goalie in the shootout at the end. And, you know, I just I still like doing it. And 
Um, I feel like it's kind of my love for the game a bit was started off as a player and now kind of transitioned to a goalie. And I would say the biggest factor that uh, kind of made that a thing was Marty Brodeur, just the way he kind of played the puck. And um, I just love the way he played and that team was pretty good in, in, the, in the Stanley Cup run that they put in. And I don't know what year, probably 2010 or something. So what year did you start? Like, how old were you when you started playing goalie? I think I was 10. I don't know. I don't know if that's right, but I think I was 10. Like, I'm pretty sure because I played player for a while and didn't switch until probably Pee Wee. Yeah, that's pretty late. So were you were you a natural, like quick reflexes and all that? Oh, uh, yeah. I played catcher my whole life in baseball, so it's kind of similar. But okay. Not a little different. Okay. So And I, I got to hop in, Rask. He's yeah. actually now. Yeah, player he has a cannon of a shot oh, like yeah. if, if you if you give like he would always come on like track suits and stuff it was so funny he'd be wheeling around put one of the players in net but legit nasty shot on him so <laughs> definitely one to watch out for if uh if sag goes down a few guys yeah that's what we're talking about we only have 4d right now so we're going into our next game of four so we were talking maybe i'll go out there on the blue line yeah you put on a bit of a show so <laughs> lock a couple pills um when so in the ohl draft you went second round of saginaw and one that i was curious about and a couple of the fan questions sent in was like how did you react to going to saginaw going to american team in the ohl draft yeah i was i'm gonna be honest i was pretty upset like i was um not really um looking too excited towards that uh, moment i guess i kind of told saginaw before the draft you know i was looking to go different places just because of the area that I was in and all the, all the rumors that I had heard and cards, you probably could account to that as well. Like it was not the greatest place on earth is what we've been hearing. So um, I was a little upset that way, but I mean, it was, it was a, it was a dream come true um, other than all the, the knocks on it that I had heard, but um, it's a, it's a great organization. They brought me and cards down. Like, I don't even know what it was three days after the draft and um, we signed right away and it was pretty cool just to, tour the whole city and be taken in by a great organization mm-hmm. yeah so that was my next question what do you remember about that day with cardsy uh, i've seen some pictures and some video of it in the room signing and um, we had drinks on and he talked about that day so like what do you remember about that yeah and, he was and on follow-up question what was your first impression of cardsy <laughs> uh i don't know i would say i, I definitely a beauty definitely a beauty he <laughs> just does whatever he wants <laughs> so I loved it. We're kind of somewhere that way, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was it was pretty cool. Like Carzy was was uh, himself right from the get go and made an impression for sure. It was he was he was outdoing me in the questions for sure. I was brutal and I had the worst hair ever. And he came in and was answering the questions like no tomorrow. So made me look the, the funniest part though, Lenny, you had you might have had bad hair, but I also looked like I was four. So we uh, <laughs> we, we we both have come a long way since that day. But that was actually fun, man. And and yeah, yeah like Lenny was. said, we got we get similar personalities in that sense. So like we oh, had yeah. a, we had a lot of a lot of good times going to high school together in Saginaw too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Miss Fila, if she's listening, I uh, just give her a little shout out. She loved us for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. That was a really yeah. good time. And I want to, I want to go into like our first year, your first year in Saginaw, and just talk about that first season. Um, so, like, what was the adjustment like playing as a sixteen-year-old goalie? Uh yeah, it was it was tough. Like, just kind of coming up and 
you know, in minor midget, there's, there's real, there's top dogs, but there's, there's only a few top dogs like that can really shoot the puck and, and really move around. And um, I think that was the biggest thing was just that there's four lines that can, that, that could play um, in our rookie year and that could uh, make a difference. The league was so strong and um, it was tough. Like our team, you know, our team, it was like every day I was getting shot on by those guys. It wasn't really a confidence booster, but um, it definitely uh, made me better. Like it was, it's uh, that was the biggest difference. I'd say the shots. Yeah. And a lot of people asked and like, I'm kind of curious too. Like I, I knew Ivan as a person and as a goalie, as a teammate, but you were like his partner. So what was it like to kind of play behind him and learn from him? He, even though sometimes he's, uh, he's up to his antics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I learned a lot from Ivan. He was, um, he was awesome to have. Like I was, I was with him every time we were on the road and every time we were on the bus, we sat next to each other. And, um, but it was, or he sat, I think he sat like one row behind me, but it was, uh, it, he was, he was awesome, man. Like he was, um, you know, how, what personality he was. So he was pretty fun, like on the road and stuff. Like there's some stories about, I don't know if I can tell him cause he'd get mad, but oh, like there's like, I, I got to tell this one where he would just like, every time we'd get on the road, he would always go to a convenience store. He would always like search up on his phone, the closest convenience store, or closest gas station. And he'd go to the gas station and buy like wads of gum, like wads of it. And, and like three bags of sunflower seeds. And like, I don't know if he's changed. He has to have, he definitely has, but he would used to spit the seeds all over the floor and just and not, and, and clean them up after he'd clean them up. But at the time he was just, he was just in his zone. So he was just focused, but he was, he's a different animal for sure. A couple of times he was on the phone and at 4am and, uh, yeah, I was, it was different for sure, but he's the best guy ever. He was a really good guy. That's hilarious, man. Oh my God. And yeah, I can only imagine cause I roomed with him one time and he was on the phone <laughs> 4am just, just doing typical Ivan things. So <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. that's unbelievable. And was and that just, not your first OHL game cards? Yeah, that was before my first game. And actually fun fact about Lenny and I, he got his first OHL win. And I got my first OHL goal that night. Yeah, remember when you were getting ripped apart? Yeah, and then that was the we've talked about this one before about the the picture rask when I was getting ripped apart about being so young and stuff. But and that, then that clip we posted it and it it popped off on TikTok it has like over a hundred thousand views of really people calling you five years old <laughs> as it should that sh- that should pop off for sure. It's uh, that's that's comedy at its finest right there. But 100%. I want I want to keep rolling and go into the playoff run because like a lot of people don't know or like a lot of people do know because they've heard the story now a million times but obviously Ivan going out and kind of you stepping into the Western Conference final at age 16 like just to turn 16 too like you're a late birthday so like what was that like your nerves and obviously like one of my like most fond memories of like you going in was you winning that game that he got kicked out of like you stood on your head and, and you played you played amazing that whole series obviously just it didn't go our way but what can you remember and share from that uh that experience yeah it was it was awesome it was that that game where I went in with the Dow was bumping like that was the most the Dow has ever been bumping is what I heard and everyone said that that was just the craziest in, night in Saginaw history so um it was it was nuts so I was just enjoying the game like Ivan was a stud so I would and our team was so good. So I would kind of just go to the games and do my thing and try to get ready. But 
I never really thought anything of it. Like I was just trying to be a good teammate. So it was like two, one, they just scored two quick ones and it was like five minutes left in the third. And he like batted the puck out of the air after he caught, after he caught it from a dump in. And I was kind of just sitting on the bench cause I had no clue what was happening. So I was, I was kind of freaking out and Dave always Hayden Davis was sitting beside me and he looked at me and he said, dude, like you might be going in. And I'm like, and I'm just at this point, I'm like shaking. Like, I'm just like freaking out because I don't want to like, it's a two, one game and I don't want to go in there first shot, like let in a nice rocket or something like that. And, and let the boys, like it's, that just ruins the game at that point. So I was just trying to, trying to keep it tight. Like I just kind of went in and tried to have fun with it. Like it was pretty cool atmosphere. So that was, that was pretty cool just going into it. But um, I would say just the series, man, like just playing against those guys was just so cool. Like it, those games were like, just looking back and watching those games, it was pretty, pretty good hockey. So um, yeah, it was just, it was just awesome. Like, did you get in that series at all? No, I didn't, I didn't touch that series. Unfortunately, I, I got to watch you from the presser, but uh, no, but like, if you look, if you look at that roster that they had, like, the amount of talent on that team was ridiculous. And, and our team too was just silly good, obviously yeah. as well, but it was, um, it was crazy. There's going to be a lot, like give it, I'd say three, four years. And that series, I bet you there's going to be a lot of NHLers come from that series alone. Yeah, you're right. I agree for sure. We talked about when Ivan kind of, after he got kicked out and he, went on the crowd microphone and was like screaming stuff. You're in the game. Do you hear that? Or are you too dialed? Oh in? yeah. If you do, what are you thinking at that point? Oh yeah. I hear it. And um, like at the, like he had already gone into our room and, and kind of tore it up a bit, but then he came back out and we saw, we, I think cards, I don't know if you have the video, but that is the best video I've ever seen in my life where he hops over the rope and, and we're all playing and we just hear this scream on the mic, this Russian scream. <laughs> And it's the loudest scream ever. <laughs> it was just awesome. Like it, uh, it was so fun. That was the best group of guys I've ever played with for sure. Oh, <laughs> just man. crazy, yeah. man. Was unbelievable. He, he had the he had the shower towels from the dressing room. He's throwing them to fans and yeah. security escorts them out. And, and uh, Danny Evans was sec- escorting them. Yeah, your boy Danny. I mean, yeah. Shout shout out to Danny Evans if he's. Uh, listening to this one <laughs> what what a great dude um but that that was classic um so i want to kind of segue into the second year here obviously you were a late birthday so it wasn't your draft year yet but you kind of like you guys were shaping up to go for a run obviously i got shipped away but do you have anything like how was that season going for you anyway like before yeah, it, was, it, it definitely down? it was kind of uh it was kind of tough like tough year for me and uh, definitely wasn't nearly, uh, what I was capable of playing like, but I feel like it was, um, a lot of things going on in my head and, uh, just with my grandpa passing away and being so close to him, it was kind of just seeing him kind of go away slowly was the worst part and not being able being in Saginaw and not being able to see him was kind of tough. So, um, it was kind of struggling that I was kind of struggling that way off the ice, but I mean, it was, our team was unreal like I got a lot of wins just off our team scoring seven goals or six goals so it was uh it was pretty pretty cool to be a part of and just it was like at the end of the year man we were coming together like we I think we had won like 15 in a row or something and we were just rolling so I think it would have been a really good year but it was 
it was a good year for sure. We we started off slow when you were there. I, I remember when you got traded, man. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, because it was like we were so up and down, and we weren't yeah. sure. Like they were almost at the point where it's like, okay, like let's rebuild around like Fats, like T Bone, Bloomer, you, myself. Like, and the list goes on of guys that like we could like Babes, like, and just like try to go for it in a year or two, and. There was talks of that, and then obviously they ended up figuring it out. And it is—it's history. I, I got the game winner on you, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that was awesome. I want to—I want to ask you about because, like, I've—I I don't even think I've ever asked you what was going through your head in the Budweiser Gardens when you started losing your mind <laughs> against London in that second year. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, like. I, I'm just a pretty competitive guy. You obviously know that from uh, practicing with you and uh, being around you. So, I mean, I, we were, I didn't start that game and it was, it was a huge game, like for the, for the title of the, of the conference, like it was for first place. Like we were tied, I think, or they were one point ahead of us with the same games played. So it was a big game and um, I was, I was fired up, ready to go. And um, I just, I didn't get the start. So, um, you know, I was just kind of going into the rink uh, a little, I was young and stupid and I was kind of just upset that I didn't get the start and um, wasn't mentally there, wasn't mentally strong. So I kind of went into the game, like if something goes wrong here, like I'm going to go ballistic, like I'm just going to try to fight everyone on the ice and just try to put on a show, like just try to get kicked out. And uh, so I, I mean, I went in and yeah, the rest is, I mean, I got sniped on like right before it happened. Like one timer, Guskov in the slot, like bar, bar south. And I, that was a tipping point for me. And <laughs> I just lost it after that. So, and now we had a pretty good group of guys on the ice for that too. Like Kinger was on and oh, Webby was in the box. He was, he was telling us that he wanted to come out, jump, jump out of the box. It was crazy. Oh, man. And I, I just remember because I was watching that game. I just remember the fans just giving it to you and you were oh, just yeah. feeding it back. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like you've matured so much from like like your first and second year. I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen you man. practice in a while, though. You still uh, still losing it on the boys every now and again? No, no. Like I I'm I'm so different now, Karzy. Like it. I don't know. Like it just off the ice. Like I feel like I'm more more mature like I don't I don't lose it as much <laughs> like before I'd lose it no honestly no, though man. like I, I feel like that's kind of how it works like the, the OHL is such a good league for that like uh, obviously yeah, yeah. same thing with me like I came in like super we were both immature kids like yeah, and now yeah. you kind of learn and obviously you got to go to dev camp this year and stuff and you see how like small the margin of error is to be a pro and, and you're like, no, I don't have these like days to waste on being an idiot or messing yeah. around. Like you gotta be, a pro, you gotta be a pro if you want to make it. And like, obviously you've, you've definitely learned that. And like, even when you were back then though, it's still a stud in the net. Didn't matter what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. But was, yeah. No, you're right. It was, it, that's a, the league was, I mean, drinks and Laz were so good with me with just maturing and they're probably good with you as well. Like they were, they knew we were kids, man. They knew we, we wanted to have fun and, but they also knew it was, it was a job. So they kind of set us straight pretty quick and we had, we still had, were able to have the best time. So it was awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's good to like learn to play hockey the right way and like learn off ice habits. And like, like, just like, like when I first came in, I wasn't rolling out. 
I no. like I, I wasn't like when I was 16, I wasn't rolling out before. Well, and well, tell the pod, have you told the pod your pregame <laughs> meal in minor midge? Oh, like I, I would go to Wendy's and get a greasy burger and stuff like, <laughs> and, and like French fries. Like I, it was just so not pro, like it was actually bad. And, yeah. and that's what I mean. Like you come in and then, and then you're doing that and then people are like, what, what, that's not happening here, bud. So, yeah, so then, but that, that's why it's so good. And I, that's why I like how it's like two years and then you have your draft or three years in, in our case, but no, it's it is definitely a good like teaching point to kind of show you that like working out too. Like I I didn't work out that hard until the yeah. OH stuff. Yeah, and, me either. And a lot I of kids would probably say the same thing. It's, yeah, I think it's I definitely think an eye opener. Yeah, sure. for sure. And I guess me and Lenny have been chatting for a while, so I I guess we'll let uh, Raskop back in here. Eh? It's good, man. <laughs> I. I feel like I'm listening to the pod myself. It's it's good. It, it's cool uh, always when cards when you can bring on a, a friend you're so close with and, and catch up. But Lenny, I mean, we've talked a couple of times now about the mental part of the game and just one for the younger goalie listeners, maybe. Um, let's say hypothetical situation, you kind of give up a soft one. Um, a lot of the times goalies will just get in their own head. Like I should have saved that. Like this game's ruined. Like I'm pissed. And then you play worse for the rest of the game. So kind of advice for younger goalies, how do you how do you battle in a game mentally when something doesn't go your way? Yeah, no, I think uh, the biggest thing for me was just kind of I got a mental coach, um, Brenly Shapiro. She uh, has a job. Oh, I know, in I know Brenly really well. I played yeah. with her her son. There is is he at Minnesota now or something? I played with the other son, but yeah, he's, oh, okay. he's out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got I'm, I've been with her for the past year and a half, and um, like honestly, it's it's put such a change in my mind and I, I would I credit her to a lot of my maturity on the ice just just my my fuse isn't as loose and um like I I feel like uh just so calm like it's I would say my second year my first year it was if I you know like you said let in a soft goal or let in a goal that I would particularly have on most nights it's it's um I would get thinking in my head about um what are what is my coach thinking? Like, what are my teammates thinking about that goal? Like what, what are the fans thinking? Like all that stuff. So um, I would kind of just overthink about that sort of thing. But um, now it's kind of, if I let, let a bad goal in or something like that, it's, it's whatever. Like it's it, at the end of the day, it's just a game. Like it, it, it really, really means nothing unless you want it to mean something. So um, I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that I, I feel about that way. So. Okay. Cool. And uh, it's funny in, in hockey, you know, if you're having a bad game, you get yanked or something, you go to the bench, the boys are going to pick you up most of the time. You know, they'll be like, oh, it's all right. You know, it wasn't your night. My, my buddy's a pitcher in baseball. And uh, I remember going to one of his games and he had a bad start. And when they yank him, like the, in baseball, it's so different. No one talks to him. Like he's sitting on the end of the bench. It's, it's so different. Worst. Yeah, and everyone oh. just hates him until the next start. Like it's so different baseball and hockey that way. Yeah, but completely. Um, so I want to talk about your COVID year, which was or the COVID year, which was your NHL draft year, and you didn't play that year. So, was there any thoughts like were you maybe going to go to Europe or were you holding out for the OHL to start? Like, what was what were you doing that year? Yeah, for sure, it was it was definitely a, a thought in my mind. I think uh, me and my agent talked about it a couple of times and. Um, you know, he's, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky to have an agent like him. And he knows, he knows a lot about, um, just kind of the ins and outs and what I should be doing really. Like he, he is such a good voice and, and knows a lot of people. So, um, 
know, I credit a lot of that to him. So I didn't necessarily think going over to Europe was going to benefit me that much because um, one, I didn't know just as a goalie, it's different. Like Kurzy can go over there and, you know, light it up, but as a goalie, they might already have a guy, like they might um, have a starting guy. So I didn't, I didn't want to necessarily go over there and get into a situation where I wasn't net playing as much as I wanted to, or um, that sort of thing. So um, I kind of just started staying at home and working out every day and um, skating with my goalie coach, Matt Smith, probably twice to three times a week. But um, in December, actually, after world, after I got cut from world juniors, it was um, literally like two days after my agent called me and it was weird because it made no sense. And I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I went with the uh, Marlies. I was playing with the Marlies in the AHL for probably the first month of the, of the, of the season. And and then when they f- went to release the final roster, uh, Twitter started going nuts and, and that got shut down pretty quick. Cause I, I was still draft eligible. Like I wasn't, I hadn't had my draft yet. So it was, it was a weird situation, man. But, but that's what I, that's what I mean. Going back to my agent, it's like, that's him. Like he can just find holes that no one else can where like I'm playing for the Marlies in the AHL as a third string, just going out there playing with pros and, I shouldn't be. So it was my agent. I credit him with all that. He's, he's pretty awesome. I remember seeing that actually. And remember hearing about you in the A I'm like, what is going on? Like, there's no way they can just have a guy playing in the A who's supposed to be like, he's not even drafted. He has nothing to do with the, the Leafs or the Marlies. And all of a sudden he's, uh, he's out there and you, you would have played games probably and stuff. Yeah. Nobody would have been like the day before I got sent home and he said like, you are our only goalie here. Like the other guys were legit emergency backups. Like guys that are like, like David Aries was out there. Like, <laughs> like, like, so he, I was, I was legit gonna like play games and like start the season for them until their goalies came back, obviously. And then I'd go back, but they wanted me to start a couple of games for them. And it was, it was weird, man. I just, it was just crazy. And like, I was living down there, like, I told all the guys my situation. They had no clue. Like they had no clue how it was happening. Like it was weird, man. <laughs> That's outrageous. That's a good experience for you, though. But uh, yeah, for sure. So, did you have a lot of contact with with the Leafs or and then other NHL teams kind of throughout that COVID year? And how did how did it go? Was it just a lot of Zoom meetings? Yeah, it was. It was a lot of Zoom meetings. Like it was. I didn't. I didn't meet with one team in person. It was all all Zoom calls and phone calls or or whatever and questionnaires there's a lot of questionnaires so it was different for sure I would have liked to like to be there but um at, at the draft but um it was it was a good experience the best day of my life for sure mm-hmm. and I kind of want to segue that right into the NFL NHL draft day and like I mentioned before third rounder to the Islanders and can you just talk about like the day and the moment you were picked yeah so it was kind of similar to my OHL draft like it was the same sort of like obviously same feeling and um, same situation. I was, I was just watching the draft, just seeing my buddies go. I didn't, I didn't go into the day necessarily having many expectations of where I wanted to go. Cause it was a weird year. Like, you know, and uh, especially for goalies, I feel like it was a little different because teams didn't necessarily want to take a goalie that hadn't played in a year and a half. So it was, some teams were feeling that way. Some teams weren't. So um, it was different, but, um, I mean, like I, it was, I was in my room and I remember looking at the board on my phone and, um, I think it was like pick like 80 or something. And I saw 
San Jose was picking next. And I had a long chat with uh, one of the scouts. I forget his name. He's a beauty. Uh, long hair. Doug Wilson Jr.? Yeah, yeah. beauty. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I talked to him for a while, but it was it was a good chat. So I didn't know. Like, it, you always have these feelings on draft day. Like, it's like, am I going? Like, so it, it was weird, like, that way. But, um, like, 10 picks later, I, I put my phone down because I was mad. And I went up to my room. And I was just, like, I was just overwhelmed, I guess. And uh, I put my phone down. And then my agent calls me. And everyone starts freaking out as soon as he calls me. And, and yeah, so he heard everyone freaking out on the phone. And uh, it, was, it was pretty crazy. I know you were in the no, you weren't in the room with me um, because that was my first year of eligibility. But did you take a lot of weird questions from the Islanders before the draft? Yeah, so I was on a Zoom call with them, and we were doing a. Did you do the questionnaire with for them? Oh yeah, <laughs> on Zoom, and I don't know if you got the same questions, but I like one point. I at one point I got a fraction question, <laughs> and you know that I'm not a math guy. So, uh, definitely not not at all and so I had no clue I literally told the guy what am I supposed to do here like I'm not not a math like I'm not a math student like what am I supposed <laughs> to do and another one another one was like uh if you if you could rob a bank and not tell anyone and not get caught would you do it or would you not rob the bank and I was just like I don't know I don't know about that one you gotta have good morals. Yeah, you do. So I, I definitely, I marked it no. So that, that's that's. <laughs> <thing. laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the the Islanders quiz is is one that we've talked about. Uh, probably it's like two hours time. long. Yeah, it's it takes a long time. Yeah, but. yeah. It's a it's a pretty sick organization. Like they treat you so well there, and it's pretty serious. Like I don't know if San Jose is the same way, but I don't know. Pro hockey is probably all similar, but it's pretty serious, man. Like it's so different. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm trying to like preach to the younger kids. I don't know. How are the younger guys on your team? Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Like they're, the they kind of re- remind, like a few of them remind me of like, like us coming in. hundred percent. It's like, 100%. it's like, if I could tell them, like, like we were talking about before, like just these years are crucial and the, the quicker you figure it out, the more success you'll have. So like, yeah, right. it's, and, and then once you go to pro, obviously you kind of, you have to redo that thing all over again. Um, but no, you haven't got to go to the new arena yet. No, no. Yeah. They were just building it. The, the, did you guys practice at the practice facility or the big rink? Uh, at the practice facility. And then we played a few things at the big rink too. How sick are they? The practice facilities. Oh, they're unbelievable. And like the dressing room is just like, un, like it's sickening how good yeah, it, is. it is. It is, man. It's crazy. But, the reason it's called the National League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there was, what was it, seven different types of shampoo in the showers at the practice rink? Like, it's showtime. Oh, Shavers yeah. laid out, like, dude, come on. Give me <laughs> it's like, like oh, there's everything for you. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So bringing it back to SAG just this year, like, how's the year going for you now? How are you, how are you finding it? It's good. Like, like I said earlier, like, it's, it's, a, it's a process. Like, it's a young team we have, and um, – you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a learning year for, for a couple of kids and um, a couple of guys on our team, but you know, it's, it's a process, like I said, so I feel like, feel like we're getting there, but um, it's, it's, it's a little frustrating here and there. Like, you know, you don't like to, to be a team that's under 500. So um, right now it's, it's kind of 
tough situation, but I think we're a good team. Like um, we had a meeting today about our, um, our zone possession time. And it was, it was pretty good compared to the other top teams. So um, I think we just are a um, couple, couple steps away from being a pretty good team. Yeah. Now, uh, have you ever thought about signing if you sign with the Islanders? Like, is there any kind of dream purchases or big purchases that you're kind of ready to make? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so up and down with that stuff. Like one day I'll say I'm getting the car and then the next I'll say, I want to go to Hawaii. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's different. Like, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. Like I've thought about it and I don't, I don't know. What about you, Cardi? Cardi's getting me something. We talked about this at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely have to spoil Rask a bit for all he does for this podcast and me and myself, but I don't know, maybe like, I don't know. I, you just feel like we're so lucky and privileged to have everything we do. Like, I, I feel like I'd want to like, I don't know, spoil somebody else rather. Like, exactly. Family, that's why I, yeah. Yeah. That's why I was kind of flipping between the car. Cause I was like, why do I like my parents bought me a car? Why would I just buy myself a car right when I get money? <laughs> so I, I just wanted to take, I, I think I'm going to take the family on a trip or something. So oh, yeah, yeah. Treat them. yeah. It's Save the car for the too. second contract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you ever heard of our, our partners, the Gavin Hockey Well Specialists? No, no, no. The, a couple of, like, I'd say a lot of our podcast guests are are uh, partnered with them. They're they're money managers for NHL players. It's something you should look into when you do okay. sign. But they're they're guys. They're they're partners of ours. I just want to say um, they're like the best money managers in in hockey. They'll you know have you ready to retire from pro hockey and never have to work another day in your life. They take care of investments, taxes, help you out that way. Um, they're former hockey players themselves, so they get it. And uh, yeah, Gavin hockey ball specialist, you and the listeners, you can check them out at gavingroup.ca, the best in the business. So check them out. Yeah. Great guys over there at Gavin and uh, Lenny, we uh, we're going to take you into our segments now. So we're going to start with some personality questions, get to know uh, the real you here. So how would your teammates describe you? I guess I'll let you answer and then I can answer. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say competitive is one. Like I, I don't want to get scored on. So I think that's kind of a pro for, for you guys as well. Like um, I'd say probably outgoing, just uh, like to have fun, uh, mm-hmm. do whatever I want, kind of um, in a good way. Like not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, for sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably say those three. I'll let you build off that. Yeah, I think you're you're kind of like a guy who who does his thing, and he's not too worried like about whether pe- people are going to judge him or or whatever based on what he does. And like you said, yeah, pretty funny dude. I've had some uh, some good laughs because of you over the years, um, definitely. And and like you said, competitive. Yeah, I was going to say that is my number one thing because I, I I can remember you. Uh, in practice one time you had like a really sore hand it was all bruised because your glove was old and stuff and 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 I think like I don't even know but you were getting really mad because we were we were all shooting glove on you but like 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 a lot of goalies like would have just got out of the net and said like my hand hurt but you were like no like like f you guys there's no chance in hell you guys are scoring on me so we were just trying to rip and Lenny just stealing it with the glove. Like the guy's hands all beat up. He's just standing in there, just taking shots. That's awesome. That was it. Would would you say Lenny falls into the, um, and I don't know if he does, would you describe him as falling into the weird goalies category or no? No, 
he's like he's like yeah he's like a player on like dude like like i don't know he's not in the weird goalie category is what i mean he's like yeah he doesn't have any of those weird superstitions or anything like can that you talk to him on a game day hey rask he's probably just saying that because i'm here <laughs> hey, lenny can, no. can people talk to you an hour before the game yeah yeah I've, i i remember I, I don't know if that how i was before but now i'm kind of i like to keep it loose and have fun like i'm kind of looking at the whole thing differently so mm-hmm. yeah no you're you're a pretty loose guy in the dressing room and stuff always crack a jokes especially like when you're back up you like yeah the room loose <laughs> for sure for sure yeah. but uh when you were starter i think you get pretty dialed like it's a good happy medium to have but um how would your gm describe you uh i i think me and drinks have a pretty good relationship so i i think it'd be pretty good so i don't know i'd, I'd say competitive probably um uh, hard working uh, i don't know i i feel like i don't really get to to show my my real like my real self to to those type of people like I want to but I feel like it's kind of you know I go to the rink together yeah like I go to the rink to to do a job and I don't know it's kind of it's kind of that way like I can mess around with with my boys and stuff but they look at it different with the coaches and stuff Mm -hmm. you should our new goalie coach is a beauty his last name's ice too is ice ricey we call him he's a beauty (laughs) dude oh that's awesome I love yeah. that. How's the uh I heard the goalie coach in Barry's a beauty too. Yeah, who are you hearing that from? Um Forey was telling me that he told me some stories, man. Told me some stories that he used to go in that and Brownie used to rip clappers at him from the blue line. Yeah, <laughs> but just so loves that's still so Billy. Had, Billy Billy's done now, but oh, he okay. was here last year and actually Rask, we might have to get Billy on if I can get in touch no, with Billy. I, I, I asked him, and he said he hates doing all media. He's never doing it. He he said oh. the stuff that happened to him will go will go down with him. Oh, well, and he yeah, has the I best know. story. Just for the record, this guy that won guy would four have Stanley stories. Cups in a row. He went back yeah. to back to back to back Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders as the starting <sighs> goal. Yeah, Lenny, to go on that point where he got net. Yeah, he would like ask the goalie. He'd be like, "Okay, hey, give me your stick, or your stick, your glove, and your blocker. No helmet, nothing. Tracksuit on." Ground. <laughs> full slap shots from like the blue line and he's just grabbing them like no gear just like he would like he, it'd be going to his chest so and, awesome. and, and he's how old is he like he's is he in his 80s he's old man he's yeah like gamer, no seven like oh yeah. yeah yeah i think so for sure he has sure to well. yeah like he yeah he's getting there for sure yeah he he's a stud though great guy but uh yeah i heard he's a great guy we'll keep it chugging along here what do you like to do away from the rink uh i like to kind of lay low uh play video games watch watch i like to watch hockey watch football big football guy now are you are you a big football guy i don't remember yeah yeah cowboys fan you oh give me a break are you are actually you yeah. minnesota okay not bad not at bad. least we're in nfc uh nfc rivals but at least it's not uh in division they're they're, they're struggling they got uh yeah we got the best receiver in the league though yeah, Jefferson is he's dirty for sure. He's pretty good. Um who's your favorite music artist? Uh right now Morgan Wallen for sure. Yeah. Not even close. Some good songs for sure. How do you eat a cupcake? <laughs> uh I'd say normal. I just like what's not just, describe just, it. <laughs> uh I just take a bite out of the top. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, like when so you, you take a bite top, out of from the top down. 
Uh, I'd probably say I'm, I'm, I just go straight at it. Just okay. attacks it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cut her in half. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Um, we got a couple, this is a new segment that I'm introducing for the first time here. It's called uh, it's quick hit this or that question. So just, I'll say, you say the answer when we want to the next one, eight questions, yeah. get through them quick. So dog or cat dog, Netflix or YouTube. Netflix. Phone call or text? Text. Cardio or weights? Weights, for sure. (laughs) Snapchat or Instagram? Uh, Insta. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles, for sure. White tape or black tape? White. And iced coffee or hot coffee? I used to be a hot guy, but now I'm ice, for sure. Because you're goalie coach. Right. <laughs> um, oh, I like that segment. We'll have to keep that one going. And our favorite segment of the show, we got uh, fan questions going on. So here we'll get right into them. What's your go-to brand of goalie equipment? Uh, Bauer. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, Lenny, I'm going to send you. Do you have like a pictures? Like, do you have a few? Actually, they're probably online. We're going to put a, we got to put this in a clip, Ras, because you got to see some of like Lenny's designs on his pads that he's had over the years. They're just nasty. So we'll, we'll have to get that clip for sure. I There's like the American flag one. When I was putting the graphics together for the, the Insta and the YouTube stuff, I was looking at which pictures to use and the ones, the ones with that American flag set up are pretty nasty. Yeah. They're pretty cool. That's all. I didn't even like, I don't even design them. Like that's, I don't even, I just say to Bauer, like, can you guys, just put a couple of designs for me and I'll pick whatever one I like. And that's all them. They're pretty, they're pretty creative. So, yeah. Who's your favorite goalie in the NHL right now? Um, probably Vasilevsky. Okay. Yeah. Good Hard choice. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard not to <laughs> say him. Pretty good goaltender. I mean, what's your pregame routine? Um, I, I go to the rink in the morning, stretch out, uh, go in the hot tub, get a big breakfast in me from Levi's, uh, <laughs> go back home, <laughs> nap for an hour, um, head to the rink at probably four, get there, get there four, take my sticks, normal thing, just kind of stretch out. I, I like to keep it loose. Like I, I don't really like to think about the game too much. Yeah, for sure. Top two and least like, Okay, favorite and least favorite rinks in the OHL on the road. So your top two and your bottom two. Um, favorite is for sure Kitchener Odd, just because I'm from there, kind of. Um, second, hmm, I don't know. Guelph, probably Guelph. I like yeah. playing there just because it's close to home. And I, I grew up watching games there my whole life, so – uh, pretty cool. Least favorite, uh, Owen Sound for sure, and no. probably North, probably North Bay. Yeah. Well, I get to go to the Harry Lumley Bayshore Community Center, whatever it's called, tomorrow. So we'll that's see. the worst <laughs> arena ever. How do they not have new boards yet? Oh, they need them, man. It's getting it's it gets ugly taking a hit. How does there. that feel? I don't. I wouldn't oh. know. Like, yeah, it's not. It's not pretty. That's for sure. It doesn't no, feel great. No. No. <laughs> But uh, I guess kind of with that being said, that, that kind of wraps it up for us. Rask, you got anything? 
No, nothing for me. Just a pleasure having you on. This was this was a great one. It was uh like super conversational. It was good good hearing you guys talk, like get to know you a bit. And uh I'm excited to kind of follow along this season and, and see how Sag Nasty's doing as we get into the the thick of it here. So it was it was nice to meet you, man, and good having you on. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Thanks for having me, boys. I'll see I'll see you around for sure, Cardsy. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to we'll have to get together at, at the end of the season. I know we the boys were talking about getting that group from sagging our first year back together and doing yeah. something like that. So we'll do, we'll do something for sure. But thanks again, Lenny, you're a stud. Great interview. You've come a long way, like I said earlier and uh, no, just pleasure to have you on and all the best the rest of this year. If I don't see you. Yeah. Thanks Cardi. Good luck to you as well, man. All right. Thanks to Tristan Lennox for that. It was an amazing interview. Uh, definitely happy to get that one out there for the listeners after we piped them up for 57 episodes before um so he's he's a nice guy he's funny man he speaks really well so you're right because i remember when drinks came on he said that lenny was like shy and a little uh maybe nervous to talk to the media and stuff and look at him now killing it on the pod so yeah shout out lenny and that was a great interview yeah that was it was funny to just catch up with him we talk every so now and then just kind of catch up on how we're doing like like we talked about, like we kind of grew up in the league together, like kind of same path, both went to the OJ for a little bit, came back up. So we spent a lot of time together at school as well too. So me and Lenny have, uh, have a lot of great memories together. And he's a guy that uh, I'll definitely be in touch with, even if I'm not seeing him all the time uh, for the rest of my career, no doubt about that. But uh, no, definitely. Uh, he put on a great show of an interview there. Yeah, it was, it was fun, man. Uh, I mean, what do we what do we really have on the back here? I mean, the Bills and the Cowboys won, so no, the Cowboys won. The Cowboys annihilated. It wasn't it wasn't even fair. Like that was silly what they did. What was the score? Fifty six fourteen, I think. Oh man, yeah, it's that, ridiculous. That's fair to say annihilation. You know, I I uh, I played Madden ten on the Xbox three sixty a couple of days ago with my buddy. So that was a. Uh, when I was the Steelers, Roethlisberger was buzzing. I don't even know if it was him back then. I can't remember. Big Ben's been playing for 30 years. Look at him out there. Yeah. Just hobbling around now. <laughs> the statue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still, he can still sling it decently, though. But uh, no, no, I, don't, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I don't really have much for the back end here. Um, I think the podcast was long enough where we don't have to fill people's minds with our uh, – yeah. our nonsense at the end yeah yeah so i mean i guess we can kind of wrap it at that eh? yeah take her away yeah so i hope everybody had a merry christmas um enjoying the holidays and we're closing in on the end of 2021 it's been a memorable one for raska and i with uh amazing guests and amazing episodes and none of this would have been possible without you guys so with this being our last episode of uh 2021 i'd just like to say really thank you guys so much for keeping us going and making this the success the success has become <laughs> but yeah we'll see you next week and we'll see you in 2022